now your host, Caleb Ivy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome in to the Fantasy Brew Review. I am your host, Caleb Ivy. Thank you so much for joining in. This is a show where we talk fantasy football, we review some brews, and we follow along with Dr. Adot in his fantasy quest, the second episode of which will air on the next episode of the Fantasy Brew Review. And as always, you can hear a rerun of the first episode at the end of this show. Also, it's Halloween week, so we might have a little bit of a spooky segment for you later. So stay tuned. But let's go ahead and hop into the brew review. This week we are back with another ice cold beer. I went out of town this past weekend, and every time I go on a trip, I always try to go by a brewery that I've never been to, or at the very least, go by a gas station or a grocery store to grab something local that I can't get where I live. So this weekend, I was in Hammond, Louisiana, and decided to go check out Gnarly Barley Brewing. And I only had about 30 minutes or so to kill, so the goal was to pop in real quick, have a beer and grab a six-pack or something for the road. What I was not expecting was a gigantic party. They called it the Narbecue, and it was awesome. I would say there were, I don't know, four, five hundred people out there. Barbecue, bouncy castles, a band, beer. They really covered all of their bees, and it truly looked like a great time. Unfortunately, like I said... I only got to hang out for about 30 minutes, but I will definitely be going back. The beer that I drank on site is the one that I'm reviewing. It's the Peanut Butter Korova Milk Porter. I think I said that right. Korova. K-O-R-O-V-A. And I don't know, guys. Maybe the band and the barbecue and the overall good vibes of this place helped out a little, but this is my favorite beer that I've reviewed so far on the podcast. It's going to take over the top spot with a 9.2 on the very official Fantasy Brew Review scale. It was dark and peanut buttery. It was almost kind of Reese's-esque, in my opinion. From looking at their website, I believe it may be a limited-time beer, but I'm not positive. So, if you find yourself near Hammond, Louisiana anytime soon, go grab you some. You won't regret it. Thanks a lot, Gnarly Barley. I'm actually going to be back that way in a few weeks, and I will definitely be paying you another visit. Let's get into some football. And coming up next, for your listening pleasure, the new sports craze that is sweeping the nation, American football. For this episode of the Fantasy Brew Review, we are going to dive back into the waiver wire. We're going to talk about a few pickups, a few players to drop, and I'll have some fab recommendations. And again, the fab recommendations are just that. Recommendations. It is always important to pay attention to your league mates and how they tend to spend their fab. So first up, we've got the same thing that we have 
every single week. Backup running backs. Eagles running back Miles Sanders went down with a sprained ankle this week and is expected to miss a few weeks, which makes his backups, Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott, pretty interesting pickups. The primary pickup here would be Gainwell. He's been on the field along with Sanders throughout the season, and he's looked good with the work he's gotten. Boston Scott, on the other hand, has been around a while, and he's a quality back, but probably just a deeper league type of pickup. I'd be willing to throw down 15 to 18% of my fab on Gainwell if I'm really hurting at running back and need the start. Probably no more than 3 to 4% on Scott. And next on the list is Samaje Pirine, running back for the Cincinnati Bengals. Samaje missed week 6 on the COVID reserve list, but had solid games in week 5 and this past week in week 7, while seeing a 61 and 48% snap percentage. Granted, that 61% in week 5 was with Joe Mixon banged up a bit. But still, 48% grants him some flex appeal in the right matchup. And if Mixon were to ever miss time, he would probably be a must-start guy. I'd probably go around 5-6% to of fab on Samajay. And before we leave the running backs, the Patriots running backs should at least be mentioned. It looks like the only constant here is Damian Harris, who is undoubtedly rostered in your league. But at least one running back has been good along with Damian in the past few weeks. Last week it was Ramondre Stevenson, who was then a surprise inactive this week. And then this week it was Brandon Bolden and J.J. Taylor. So, uh, which one should you pick up? I really don't know. I would probably go Bolden? Maybe Stevenson? I don't know. I could also, and will probably, make a case to drop Stevenson. I'm not pegging any of these guys as must-ads, by any means. More of a, if you have an empty spot, pick one up and see how it shakes out. Right now, there isn't much clarity, but as far as production, it's been a nice backfield to be a part of lately. I'm probably just putting in a $0 bid, if your league allows such a thing, and seeing which guy falls to me. Let's talk about a few receivers. First up, we have Alan Lazard, wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. Lazard has been heating up a bit in the past two weeks, with five and six targets and a touchdown in each game. And Devontae Adams was just put onto the COVID list, which means he's almost certainly out for this Thursday's game. I don't want to spend a whole lot on a one-week play, but we're also getting to that point in the season where some teams have to win games to keep their season alive. If you are one of those teams, then what have you got to lose? I might throw down 12-15% to if you have the fab to burn. If you've got a nice record but could still use the play, maybe 5-6%. to Another pick-up-and-play type of option this week is Cole Beasley. With the Bills being on by last week during the Bipocalypse, people got desperate. And he honestly hadn't been that great up until the week before the bye. Now with Dawson Knox almost certainly out this week, and probably at least one more, Beasley could see more of those short-area targets. And he should be a solid play while Knox is out. He's another 5-6% to of fab type of guy. A few longer-term guys to add, if you have the space, are Rashad Bateman and Michael Gallup. 
Bateman is on bye this week, but he's seen six targets in each of his first two games of the season, and Gallup was just designated to return from the IR. So if you have an extra spot and want to throw one of these guys on your bench to see what happens, it definitely couldn't hurt. Let's move on to some tight ends. I actually really like the tight ends this week. Again, there were a lot of teams on by last week, and with that, people had to make tough calls, and a lot of those back-end tight end ones hit the waiver wire. I think a lot of these guys are in similar tiers, too, so I'm not throwing down more than probably around 10% of fab on any one of them. The first guy on my list, and actually, this is the only player who was not on by last week, is Robert Tunyon, tight end for the Green Bay Packers. He had his best game of the season last week with 63 yards and a touchdown. But that's not why we like him. He's a good play this week for the exact same reason Alan Lazard is. Devontae Adams is going to be out. And Aaron Rodgers is throwing the football. Just plug him in and don't think too much about it. The rest of the guys on this list are all coming off of their buys. So we're going to go ahead and hit them all at the same time. Jared Cook, Tyler Conklin, Dawson Knox, and Pat Fryermuth. Cook and Conklin are not must-plays by any stretch. They're around that tight end 10 to 15 range, but solid plays on any given week. Dawson Knox, on the other hand, currently has a broken hand. But he's not expected to miss that much time, and he's the tight end 3 on the season right now. Now, a lot of that has been due to his ridiculous, unsustainable touchdown rate, but he's still been great, and if you have a spot on your roster, he should definitely be stashed. Now, we've talked about Fryermuth in the past few episodes. He's the rookie tight end for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He had his first game without Juju Smith-Schuster in the lineup, who is out for the season, right before his bye, and he saw his highest snap count of the season, along with seven targets. The way that the tight end position is, he's worth throwing into your lineup to see what happens. Alright, let's talk about a few quarterbacks, shall we? I have three quarterbacks on my list of streamers this week. Number one, Daniel Jones and the Giants are taking on the Chiefs. And yes, the Chiefs offense was really, really struggling last week, but I am banking on them bouncing back. Their defense, however, I still expect to be awful. So I would expect the Giants to have to and be able to put up points in this game. The next guy that I like is Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars, who are taking on the Seahawks. You know, even without Russell Wilson, I still expect the Seahawks to be able to put up some points on the Jags. And their defense is really nothing to write home about. So, much like the Giants, I think the Jaguars should have to put up points in this game. And with the third quarterback on the list, it's kind of more of the same. Quarterback number three is Jameis Winston for the New Orleans Saints. And the Saints are up against the Buccaneers, who have a stellar run defense. But their secondary has been absolutely riddled with injuries. The Saints should have to throw plenty if they hope to stay in this one.
Now this is certainly the time of year where things can get a bit scary. Records can be lopsided and rosters mutilated. The players that have been discussed today should certainly be added. But that means some must get the axe. Poor souls who will be sent down into the depths of the fantasy underworld, never to return. When your name is called, please step forward and board the Styx River Ferry. Please make sure to keep your hands, arms, and legs in the boat at all times. And please, enjoy your time on the waiver wire. Ramondre Stevenson Tyson Williams Naheem Hines Alan Robinson I certainly didn't expect to see you here. Josh Gordon Brandon Ayuk Got some surprising names on today's list. Are, are these typos? No? That is all the space that we have on this week's ferry. The rest of you, please, stand by until next week. Another boat will be coming around shortly. And that is going to be it for me on this episode of the Fantasy Brew Review, folks. I hope you all enjoyed our spooky rendition. If you did, please leave a review or tell some folks about the show. It would help out a lot. If you have any questions for the show or would like to recommend some beer or coffee for the show, you can find me on Twitter at the FF Brew Review. Review spelled R-E-V-U-E just to complicate things. You can also make brew recommendations at fantasybrewreview.com. Dot com. Thanks, everyone, and have a great rest of your day. Dr. Anthony Dot, or Dr. A. Dot, as he was known by his peers, had once been a happy man, beloved by his family, friends, and co-workers for his winning smile and adventurous disposition. That is until a dark and gloomy night in early January, the very thing that kept him going his most prized possession, his life's work and purpose for his very existence was stolen right out from under his nose. His fantasy title. Over the next several years, Dr. Adot spent the vast majority of his time in his lab, pouring all of his time and energy into building the perfect fantasy lineup. And that is where we find our protagonist now. It is 3 a.m. on a stormy night. 
Dr. Adot is alone in his lab, as he usually is, toiling over past failed experiments and strategies. strategy? No. Late round quarterback? No. No. Mind control? No. What is it? What is the secret? They would just assume everyone believed this was some random game of chance. Ridiculous. There is a perfect strategy, and I am going to find it. Unless they're right. Maybe I am the one who is playing the fool. Adot sat at his desk, head in his hands, contemplating his retirement from the game of fantasy football, contemplating bringing his years of research to a screeching halt and abandoning all hope. He stood up and walked over to a filing cabinet and opened one of the many drawers labeled Very Important Fantasy Football Files, took out the contents, and dropped them into a waste bin. Dr. Adot then reached into his lab coat and pulled out a large pack of matches. He lit one. With a tear in his eye, he went to drop the match into the waste bin. Well, I suppose this is the end of the line. Just in that moment, the whooshing sound of paper came from under his lab door. He blew out the match and walked slowly towards the door, picking up a manila envelope and reading what was written on it aloud. The key to your lineups lies in the past. You have until sunrise, so you better act fast. Another great mind has found the answers you seek. An adventure awaits, but it is not for the meek. You hold in your hand one answer of here are your hints. Bronze, silver, and gold. What in the world does any of this mean? Dr. Adot reached into the envelope and pulled out two more pieces of paper. One was a small piece of paper, torn from a notepad. The only things written on it were a down arrow and the letter B. The other paper that he pulled from the envelope was a piece of parchment that was blank. It looked old. Very, very old. Dr. Adot placed the clues on his desk and went to make another pot of coffee. It was going to be a long night. Tune in to the Fantasy Brew Reveal to follow along with Dr. Adot and his quest to build the perfect fantasy lineup.